the advice I give to younger people is always create, 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 because that's the one thing you can do on your own with your friend group. You can tell stories. I know if I were, you know, coming up in the world now, right out of school, I would be a lot more keyed into people making their own stuff. If you've got something, let it rip. I'm never going to do this again. Everybody grapples with this idea that you're really a fraud. Like, I'm alive. And that's when it clicked with me. I thought, these are not superheroes. These are just men that can do super things. This is Matt Del Negro, and you are listening to the new Stripped Down 10,000 Nose. Okay, today we've got Mike Doyle with us. Mike and I worked together more than two decades ago off-Broadway in a show called Burning Blue. Uh, it was a great cast. Chad Lowe, Bill Dawes, Brian Lesher, uh, a few others. Uh, really, we bonded. There was a lot of drama on this actual production, uh, but this is... This was like right before my stuff on Sopranos was coming back. So this is, we're talking, I was like a little over 30 years old probably. And Mike and I have seen each other over the years. Um, we both were on City on a Hill together, even though we, we didn't actually have any scenes together. We were both on the show. We overlapped. But I saw him on the picket line last summer during the actors and writers strike. And Mike started to tell me about films that he had made. And I knew he had made a short film. I didn't really know that he had made several films, including something that he shot on his iPhone over the pandemic. And he had great cast, too. It wasn't like he was just shooting this with any old person. He had Amy Ryan, Patricia Clarkson, um, Kate Walsh, John Doman, great actors. And uh, I said... You know, you've got to come talk to my 10,000 Nose Insiders community. So he came in, he did a Zoom. We do these monthly Zooms where we bring in a VIP from the industry. And he did that. And that's what you're going to hear an excerpt from today, as you do uh, on a lot of these episodes. The conversation went over an hour. Uh, so I think at some point in the future, I'll probably pull from the latter part of the conversation because it was also really some great stuff. But what I'm focusing on today, because I like to keep these around 20, 25 minutes, is really this idea of the, the need for actors to tell stories, uh, to, to take things into their own hand. And then also, from Mike's perspective, what you get out of that and also these kind of false beliefs of what you what you don't necessarily get out of this We talk at one point about there is no there there, you know, you get there and then there's there's another uh, Another place to go, uh, but I think it's inspiring I think you'll see that these films and the the process of creating them has changed his life, changed the trajectory of his career, and I hope you dig it. I hope, again, it inspires you, if you're an actor, to not not just sit back and wait for jobs or audition. That is great that you're doing that, but also to think about what are the stories that you want to tell and who can you collaborate with? Do you have friends? Can you pick up a camera? Can you shoot it on your phone like Mike did? So anyway, I hope you dig it. I hope you learn from it. I hope you're inspired. Here he is, Mike Doyle. What we do here is go back, 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 back. I always describe it like we're the working class actors. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a pretty rarefied working class in that like we get to do exciting things. And when we do it, you know, we're, we're well compensated. 
but it's um yeah there's a i think there's a like a a, a huge group of us like the bulk of the union that are you know you're like oh yeah you're that guy from that show because we've been on so many shows and and you know have a track record of 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 uh consistency but it's it's uh it still remains you know it still remains uh a hustle always talk to me and to the group a little bit about where you were mindset wise or just ambition wise or or love of storytelling wise when you you know leading up to the first film i know you said you had you had shadowed a bunch of uh television directors yeah was that prior to having a script that you eventually yeah, I started, I I first began um, with a short. So I was on SVU for a number of years and we had, a, we always had a summer break and, uh, you know, I got sick of answering the question, what are you doing this summer with, I don't know, or, you know, maybe I'll go to the beach. Um, so I just said one day, I was like, I'm going to make this short film that I wrote. I had a, like a 12 page uh, script uh, that I had written because I was, you know, I'm always sort of like, uh, I, even then, you know, which was several years ago, you know, always sort of like firing, trying to fire creatively as much as I can. So, you know, the, the response to that was like, oh, well, how are you going to do that? I'm like, I don't know. But the more I talked about it, um, and I'm not like, a, I'm not like oh, I'm manifest and dream boards and I, that that's great. And it works for some people. But that's, I but I just started talking about it and then people would be like oh that's so weird because uh my friend just made a short you should talk to them and then you have a conversation which leads to another path and ultimately it led to um meeting with this woman Stephanie Marquard who's now like a big tv director but at the time she was a script supervisor and you know wanting to produce and she's like, uh, she's like, I think we could do this before you go back to work in September, which was like in five weeks. We'll shoot it over a weekend, and um, and so I made that first short, and uh, I I financed it myself. I shot it on Super Sixteen film, which was not cheap, but not crazy expensive. And then that film went to Tribeca, so that was like a that was like a a nice sort of like springboard into a whole different world of like being with filmmakers, being with like scrappy filmmakers who are like, you know, piecing together all sorts of creative elements, financial elements, and making stuff. And it was really like I knew about it as an actor. Like someone's like, oh, I have this play. Will you come read this play? You, you know, you do tons of readings for you know for friends and favors. But I didn't, I wasn't aware of it as much on the production side. So like people are like, yeah, I'll give you two days, you know, for, you know, basically no money. I mean, it was, there was money, but because, you know, you and I are both Italian, I made sure, made sure there was food, like, and everyone was happy. So, you know, I thought like being in Tribeca with a short, you know, like that this was going to be some golden ticket and I was, you know, going to be directing the next Star Wars movie, which of course that is not what happened, but it, it certainly opened doors and it made me uh, a director, a writer and a director. And then I, you know, always wanted to make a feature and I had some pretty ambitious ideas that were sort of hard to get off the ground just because they were too big and like, and then finally, I was like, I am going to 
write a film about a group of New Yorkers spinning their wheels, wheels in love, life, and relationships, a la, you know, great romantic comedy set in New York of, of yesteryear. And then I went through a huge breakup and I was like, it was sort of like a, it wasn't really revenge, but I was like, I'm gonna, you know, cause it, I, I don't know, Matt, if you're the sim a similar way, but like, I have a lot of projects that are sort of at 95%, like they're, they're and that last 5% is so hard, like to just take it over, you know, into like reality. And so I'm like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to try to make it happen. Again, it was a series of conversations. I, um, my film school really has been on the sets that I've worked on as an actor. And I think over the years, it's, it's a few hundred of them just because with episodic, you know, and they're all different because there's always a different director. And so I always asked my stand-in, I'd be like, hey, you can sit this one out because I'll stand in because I want to know what that guy is doing and what does it mean when they like lay dolly track here and they're lighting from here. I was always, you know, insanely curious. And I, I, and I worked with people who allowed me to ask questions. And whenever I direct now, I'm always like, anybody who wants to come to Video Village, come and you know be part of the process ask questions and and learn shadowing directors is in the hope of directing episodic but when you have you know a multi-million dollar franchise they're not so likely to give you the keys to the car so i became really frustrated because i shadowed for years i shadowed on everything and i was like i just want to do it and so that was also one of the motivating factors to make the feature Question, um, when yeah. you shadowed, would you be with that director every day that they were shooting all day? Yeah, you're in pre-production, you're rarely in post, but you're in pre-production. So you go to all the meetings, which were all super mysterious because we're, you know, we're not, we're not invited to tone meetings. We're not inviting to invited to casting sessions. So yeah, so you're with them and you sit next to them while they're doing the thing. And it, depending on the director, some directors are, you don't have uh, as much interaction with, but there was one director, Bethany Rooney, she directs tons of episodic and she was writing a book at the time. So she said to me, she's like, I want you to shot list the entire show, which was a very difficult thing to like get my three-dimensional mind to put it action in two-dimensional space efficiently. And so she would work with the actors. She'd set up the shots. And while they were lighting, she's like, show me what you have. Because her idea was like, you can direct a scene a hundred plus different ways, but you just have to justify it. And you have to make sure the story is being told. So I would be like, oh, here, you know, I actually started, I started close and then I stayed in mediums. And then I pulled back out to a wide and she'd be like, well, what about, you know, the uh, special bottle of wine that this character is giving, you know, the other character in the scene? I'm like, oh, well, I got it on this coverage, whatever. It was incredible, incredible learning experience. Um, and so I tried to like, just see like, you know, I did a film with Karin Kusama, who's just phenomenal. She directed the pilot of Yellow Jackets most recently, but she won Sundance years ago with Girl Fight and she did Destroyer and Ian Flux, Jennifer's Body. But she liked to rehearse with actors and which you rarely get. 
yeah. you know, the film. You don't get a day or two of prior to the prior to the actual shoot. Like yeah, Sydney and she said, so not not like Sydney Lumet where you would be there for like two weeks. No, no, a truncated version of that. But the the value, you know, like that was a piece I took from someone, and I only had a day on my film because we didn't have time and you know money to 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 do it. But it was you know it just it saves a lot of time. So just getting back to making this film, I was doing uh, fundraising uh, in Polita in uh, the last campaign. And I learned very quickly that asking for money is like being an actor because you ask for something and people say no. And so you're like, oh, all right, thank you. And you move on to the next. But for me, because they weren't saying no to Mike Doyle, I'm like, this is this is fucking easy. I'm like, and they were like, the 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 first uh, I had to. Add, it was a big ask of like thirty thousand dollars to this donor who had given lots of money. And I'm on the phone. And my team is looking at me, and the the guy was like, he's like, look, we're you know we're just tapped out right now. Sorry, good luck with the campaign, but you know maybe in a few weeks. And I was like, great, thanks so much. And they hung up, and the team was like, oh, I was like, oh no, I'm I'm good, I'm good. Like that's not rejection to me. So I knew that it might come in handy uh, when I was trying to raise money for this film. And it did. You know, it's just, it's um, not to use a cliche, but Rome wasn't built in a day, nor was this film. There were lots of like stumbling blocks. There were lots of like uh, crises at every turn. I lost uh, a key cast member who was attached to the project for two years, who had an Academy Award nomination. Making the film was sort of the culmination of my experience as an actor and my experience as a member of this like very supportive community. And yeah, you know, life-changing. Were, were, they, were they stories? that you felt you had to tell or was it like i'm not getting my due because i think yours is interesting because you did not did you act in any of them no none of them so no. that's that's interesting because a lot of actors turned filmmakers will put themselves in in the film yeah um so i'm imagining and you tell me are these stories that you was it a hankering for these particular stories or for the expression that you weren't getting as an actor who is working a lot, but, you know, I'll speak for myself. It's been very few times and usually it's on smaller projects. It's only been like two TV projects that I really felt like used me up. Yeah, you know, and a lot of times I'm always feeling like, oh, that was cool, that was fun. Yeah, I wish I had more to do. I, you well, know, I think I think it's both uh, the need to tell stories and also express because, as you know, Matt, like you go on a show, and even if you've got a great part, you know, I had a great part in Jersey Boys uh, that Clint Eastwood directed, and like you pop in for a day, two days, then you're off for two weeks. And then you pop in for half a day. And so it's like, you you know, it's like, I, I feel like actors are these thoroughbreds that are asked to trot often. And like, you just want to run. And uh, and sometimes you get that. Like if you've got like some, and for me, it's been indie projects, smaller projects as well that like are, 
you know, like that are sort of fast and furious. Um, but I think, uh, I think when I made the short, I really loved using my creative brain in a very different way than I had been before. And I liked being on the other side. And when the feature came around, I'm like, people have seen me do a whole bunch of shit. So like, it wasn't like, you know, it was like, and introducing, you know, my, it was like, people be like, we saw it. <laughs> like, I mean, not to downplay the work that I've done, but it was, it was less important to me. Had I, had I started making films when I was in my twenties, heck yeah, I would have been, I would have, I would have put myself in it. And you know, the, the, and truth be told to answer your question, uh, the, the COVID feature I am in because out of necessity, but it wasn't, that was a desire to tell a story. And I was, you know, the only body that I could. Are, are you literally the only person in the COVID one that you did? And no, no, it's uh, me, Amy Ryan, um, and Kevin Daniels. Well, tell me a little bit about that, doing something on your iPhone, because, well, well two things. I want to hear about the iPhone. And I also want to hear, because we do have people that are like quite a bit younger than you and I, not that yeah. we're, I mean, we're only 24, but yeah, you know, good life. 12 year olds in here. Um, no, but there are people that are younger than us. Do you have regrets that you didn't start filmmaking earlier than you did? I don't know if it's regret, uh, Matt. I think it's, um, look, it was a different time. It was a lot. I think the barriers to entry were a lot higher when we started that you couldn't just, uh, you know, we didn't have editing software on our computer, on our phones, you know, we, and, yeah. and that's not to say that like everybody should and can make a movie because you can't, because you ultimately, you need a good story. You need a vision, you need taste, you need, you know, a lot of elements just outside of the tech technological, but um, had, had I, the advice I give to younger people is always create, create, create because that's the one thing you can do on your own with your friend group, you can tell stories, you know? And we could have done that, but it was it was slightly different. And I wish, uh, I know if I were, you know, coming up in the world now, right out of school, I would be, you know, a lot uh, more keyed into, uh, people making their own stuff. I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I think right now, I said it before you got on, I was like, you can't just be an actor now, unless you are so incredibly talented and so incredibly favored by the gods that the people that can really represent you the way that you need to be represented can get you in. And you're, you know, if it's that situation, you know, yeah. if you're Leo, you know, maybe you can just be an actor. And I was saying to them, and even he is not, you know, it's yeah. like, but, but, but it's also Matt, like, I think like, I think there's this like perception when you're younger, at least I had it, that there was like, there was a there, like to get to. And once you got there, then you're set. And like, and, and I think the two of us have experienced at different times getting there. And then you're like, oh, there is no there, there. Like, I still have to like get up the next day when that job ends and get a new one. Right. And 
And I know, and as you know, because we know a lot of people who are incredibly successful and incredibly well-known, and they feel the same way. It's not like, you know, it's not like Amy is like, I'm here, like, I'm, I'm perfectly good. Like, everyone is like, so it's a, it's sort of like, it's this, that's one thing I wish someone had really I wish that was something I knew as a younger person, that it's a constant road forward, that there is, you know, there are many stops along the route, but like you are constantly moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, that's what we, I, I hope everybody that's been with me for a while here would say that I, I try to instill is like, I'm constantly telling these guys hey guys i'm telling you this but i'm learning it like i need to hear it as much or maybe more than you do right now and i'm not saying that out of false humility i'm saying it because it's true there is always you're gonna need to go to the gym every day if you want to stay in shape it's not you're not just gonna like get to a certain point and then you sit there and it's, no. it's like that in everything and it's certainly like that in this business because it's competitive and i I think what you're talking about and what comes through even just the subtext of you being here, and hopefully I give this off too, is you eventually find a joy for the craft, for the actual art and the craft. Yeah. You don't necessarily have a love affair with the business side of it. Um, Although I think trying to make friends with the business side of it, or at least accept it is a is a wise thing to do because then you can deal with it and, and not have false expectations. And I think when you're talking about, you think there's a there and then you get there and there's another there. I think what that is, is expectations that we imposed upon the business Mm -hmm. um, that ultimately are not really the way life works, you know? It's just, so I think that I, I love that you're here. I mean, I love just that we're reconnecting and like, you know, that was 21 years ago. We did that play. It's crazy. And you go, we've both, it's funny when you're talking about Jersey boys, I forgot. I don't think I ever saw that film, but I remember seeing the trailer and be like, Doyle, like you were in the, tra- in the trailer. And, 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 and I was like, as, yeah, as we know. movie, you know, it's like, and as we know, it only matters if you make the trailer. Yeah. No one's going to see the movie as long as you make the trailer. As long as you make the trailer. That's our, that's what we leave you with today. Make the trailer. <laughs> oh, no, but, but, but like that, it, it really is. We've found a, you know, a joy for doing it. And I think, you know, when you're talking about create, 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 and you're talking about once once you started talking about the film, it led to a conversation with another person. That's how everything happens. I yeah. find it even with these these weekend intensives that I'm doing, there is a joy in in it's kind of like putting on a it's like I'm making a little film in a way. There's a joy in like the hustle of it. There's a joy yeah. in the fact that I have an impulse and an energy and I put it in and then i'm gonna get something back from it yeah like whereas as an actor i feel like i 
there are so many cases of putting in, putting in, putting in right here in this room, making tapes. And it's just, it's like pushing against air. Yeah. And after a while that gets frustrating. Yeah. So the podcast was a similar thing where it's like, you, you know, something, even if it's a tiny little thing that you create and you put out there. Okay, that is it. Uh, I apologize if it sounds like it got cut off. As I said in the intro, this conversation did go on, but I felt for the purposes of what we wanted to get across today, we were going to stop it right there. You'll probably be hearing from Mike at some point down the line. I'll put stuff from the end of the conversation. He gets into a little bit of the nitty-gritty of actually making a film. There's a Q&A at the end, so I'm sure at some point we'll put that out probably in 2024 at some point. That's it. If you dig the podcast, uh, first of all, thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, that's awesome. Tell your friends that we're now on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, we appreciate it. If you dig the show, tell your friends, put it on social media, give us a great review if you think we deserve one on Apple Podcasts. If you're interested in any of the services that we offer, go to 10,000nos.com. That's 10000nos.com or email info at 10,000nos.com if you're interested in doing either private coaching with me or one of the weekend intensives. Sometimes we do one-day workshops on camera in the city. We've got the the 10,000 Nose Insiders community, which is where you're hearing this conversation from. So lots of things to try to help you if you're feeling like you're on your own or you're stuck or you need accountability, you need community, um, just reach out. Uh, You could DM me on Instagram at Maddie Dell, whatever you want to do. We are here. The whole point is to kind of help you realize that you're not alone. Everybody's going through it. Hopefully you get that from these conversations. All right, that's it. We'll see you next week.